several miles off the main highway, tucked away in a secluded canyon on prime vineyard property, stands a rustic barn that was built many decades before the vines around it were planted. In that barn, a sophisticated broadcast and recording studio has been built. The barn also has a well-hidden root cellar stocked with many of the world's most exceptional wines, only to be shared with guests who secretly come to offer their insights and tell their stories. Guests are sworn to secrecy and are shuttled to the studio aboard a John Deere tractor. Those who cannot make the journey in person are interviewed by satellite hookup, and sometimes the crew simply sneaks away with microphones in hand and interviews guests in barrel rooms, wine cellars, and other magical places. All of this is done like clockwork every single week so that we can bring you another episode of Grape Encounters Radio. Peel me a grape Crush me some ice Skin me a peach Save the fuzz for my pillow Gosh, it's been an incredibly long time since I've had what I think must be our favorite guest on Grape Encounters because I know every time we post this particular show online after it's broadcast around the country that we get more downloads when we have as a guest Jean-Charles Boisset. Merci beaucoup. And we're in your place of business. This is not a place of business. I don't even know what this is. This is sort of like Sodom and Gomorrah in here of wine, right? <laughs> Thank you, David. Welcome to Napa Valley in our JCB Lounge. This is our little tasting room where we love to entertain our guests and have them escalate to the senses of our wine. Hey, do you know why we're here today? I do. We Usually we clown around when you're on the radio because it's usually something like Napa Gras, yes. which I missed this year. We missed you tremendously. So Napa Gras, for everyone to know, is an amazing event we do during Napa Premier, which is a pre-sale barrel auction, which is phenomenal. And we do this huge party where we welcome the world of wine and we entertain them in a very cool way. So this year, David, you missed... What did I miss? Feathers and fur. <laughs> feathers and fur. So sky and earth together combined and an amazing burlesque show, which was done by some of the ladies you've met the year before. And it was absolutely exceptional. This amazing burlesque troupe from Los Angeles area, For right? For sure. The ladies who dance with Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Beyonce, Kate Perry, and all those famous, fantastic performers. They actually performers. dance with these performers. Yes. Isn't that something? And they are great, as you know. The sad I, part is I, you were not there to interview them I know after and they had those fun memories last year about listening to you commenting on your questions and being with you let's just you say recall. that after we did that interview I had to drink milk for the next seven weeks yeah, that that's really a toughie helps. that's a party that will take you down to the mat I, I am not you Jean Charles but anyway no the reason we're here today is because April is actually down to earth month in yes. California and the Wine Institute which is a very important organization not just to California wine but to wine in general around the world I should say, a very, very powerful advocacy group that really helps to get these amazing wines all over the planet, really celebrates Down to Earth Month, and it is all about sustainability. And there was a time when we never even talked of such things. Instead, we just flew biplanes over the vineyards and we intoxicated them with chemistry. And we do not do that anymore. Thank God. In large part, and especially because of people like you. Well, you know, we are what we drink. And this was a very famous quote by Bria Savarin. Tell me what
what you eat and I'll tell you who you are. It's very similar with wine. And we have an enormous responsibility as a landowner, as a vineyard producer, to respect Mother Nature at the utmost level. You know, thanks to Mother Nature, we can obviously produce, harvest, and make amazing wine thanks to incredible grapes. So we need to respect the soil, the subsoil, from pedology to geology, which is the essence of who we are, the roots. We need to really respect it. And we need to minimize, obviously, synthetic products. We need to minimize all those terrible things which end up in your glass. So being sustainable is the minimum of what we could do for Mother Nature. I'm glad to hear you say that because that is something I think most people don't realize is we can go even further. We can go far beyond sustainable. And we'll get into more detail about what sustainable is. But what we are doing now, though very admirable, is just the tip of the iceberg of what we could do. Well, absolutely. I just walked a vineyard for two hours this morning and I was looking at the different soil, the different compaction. We need to realize that Mother Nature is part of who we are and we are here and still here thanks to her. The earth is like the skin. Remember the old saying from the Indians, take off your shoes and caress the skin of Mother Nature. And we need to really think about that skin to be really the essence of who we are from agriculture to viticulture. You know, and the soil itself is breathing, is born, matures, evolves, and eventually dies. And within that whole cycle, we're very lucky to benefit from it and to find the food for that roots of the vineyards, which gives birth to those beautiful grapes. So we need to be beyond sustainable, reasonable in what we infiltrate in that skin and how we treat the environment, which then can obviously produce phenomenal results if we work in synergy with Mother Nature. Okay, so let's go back 15, 20 years because I used to go to some of the better quality health food stores, grocery stores, like, you know, Whole Foods kinds of stores where there was a lot of conscientiousness where the products that they put out were concerned. And I remember I used to complain because when I would buy wine there, it was so terrible. It was organic. We throw that word around very carelessly, but it was organic, but it wasn't delicious. Now, now again, I'm talking about 20 years ago. And I remember when we just first started Grape Encounters, I would say sometimes on the air, would somebody please find me a good tasting organic wine? And now the wines that are made with care and with consideration to the planet are actually better, far better than the ones that we use crutches like chemicals to so, make. So exactly. So David, let's go back to your comments 15, 20 years ago, which is so essential. We have changed taste altogether from the ingredients to the fruits to the vegetables has changed because of how we wanted those products to taste. So we retro-engineered basically agriculture. You want a tomato to be perfectly red. You want her to taste a certain way. So you build it backwards. But it's not necessarily what Mother Nature wants you to enjoy. A tomato Ah. is supposed to taste in a certain way. And I believe we've changed a dramatic amount of taste. More sugar, richer, more texture, rather than enjoying the product as they're supposed to be. So are you telling me that a tomato was always intended to taste a certain way and that we humans decided that we were going to manipulate until we got it to taste the way? 
way we wanted it to be. Exactly. But that's not what a tomato is. That's exactly right. Whew, so I had an epiphany. No, no, but what we today are realizing from a lot of heirloom varieties as an example, that we're rediscovering what we've honestly have changed over time. So I believe we need to be one, very true to the rhythm of nature. So you eat the product of the season. I've always been a big advocate of eating what the season from where you're from gives you. In other words, right. if you're from Burgundy, where I'm from, or Napa Valley, you don't eat strawberry in December because it's not when they produce. You eat them when they're produced. So by not interfering from the rhythm of nature, your immune system is being built in correlation to what you eat and from where you're from. Therefore, it's all so well built and the system at large is so well thought of that everything works together within each other. So I'm a big advocate personally of eating from the rhythm of nature, respecting mother nature, working in synergy hands in hands with mother nature and allowing mother nature to fight potentially the illness of what mother nature will give us and therefore preventing. So to move into a phase of organic and biodynamic farming, which goes beyond even sustainability, which is really the basic of what we should all do, meaning farming with reason, we should farm with no pesticides and herbicides. And in top of that, we should take into account the rhythm of nature, lunar calendar, and the interrelationship between the sun, the moon, and the earth, understanding the cycle of our galaxies and working with them as simply as the Chinese and the lunar calendar have done for 6,500 years. You just said simply, and you just made this so complicated for me because we could talk now for 100 hours on what you've just said. So we're going to take a break for a second. Jean-Charles Boisset is, what is your exact title? Grand Poobah, I believe, of the Boisset <laughs> collection, which right now we're sitting at Raymond. Raymond Vineyards, Vineyards in San Lina. Which is really, really a brand that should be known all over America. There's no Thank reason you. for you not to know it. We have Buena Vista. The oldest winery in California in Sonoma and Napa, really. You know what's really funny is somebody came into the Grape Encounters Emporium the other day and actually, could you answer a question for me? Do you happen to know what the oldest continually operating winery in California is? I believe it's Buena Vista, right? Correct. The, the operative phrase being continually operating, right? Mm-hmm. Never stop. It's a pretty powerful statement. And then you have Deloge Vineyards in the Russian River. Right. And by the way, fantastic Pinots. Just fantastic Thank Pinots. You. I am a very fussy Pinot drinker, as most people know. And those are the style of Pinots that I do love and I think are just amazing. If you do not like Pinot for any reason, if you're like me, and it's only because there's so much bad Pinot out there, but this is the way Pinot should be made. They're just fantastic. Spectacular. And what am I forgetting? Well, we have Waddle Creek Winery from Alexander Valley, which is really focusing in an amazing tasting lounge at the Ghirardelli Square. You have Leith Estate, big focus in Alexander Valley, Sonoma, California at large, which are amazing red blends and Cabernets. You have as well Lockwood in your area, which is the Central Coast. And very importantly, where we are now, JCB, which carries my initials, which is a combination of French bubbles, Pinot and Chardonnay from the Russian River and Sonoma Coast, as well as Napa Valley, Cabernets, and Petit Verde. And you just reminded me that we're also going to have to talk about French bubbles. Yes. It's something new, and it's a very interesting announcement that I saw come across my desk the other day. So we're going to take a little break here. My guest is Jean-Charles Boisset, one of my absolute favorite people to talk to on the radio or otherwise. He is a champion in the wine industry and a wonderful human being. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. They say wine is a truth serum. 
which is why you'll never hear any fake news on Grape Encounters Radio. Here's David. Man, what a happy day I'm having because I get to sit right now on the golden couch. The golden couch at the JCB Lounge. For the golden man of the radio world. The golden world. man. I don't think you should have forced me to be painted gold to come in here, though. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I laugh about that. But the last time, Jean-Charles Boisset, that I was at one of your parties, there were two beautiful women painted gold. You think nothing of painting people more beautifully than they already are. I think you would look fabulous in rose gold. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I could see you in rose gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is even more valuable than gold, you know. All right. Well, anyway, here we are in the JCB Lounge, and we are at Raymond Vineyards in the beautiful Napa Valley. And how you have transformed this winery is amazing. And all of the wineries that you have laid your magical hands on is just astonishing to me. Well, thank you. And the most interesting transformation at Raymond, besides the visual and the rooms and each of the experience, is actually what we've done in the vineyards. Because as we're yeah. talking today about sustainability, we've moved the whole winery over close to 200 acres at this stage, fully organic and biodynamic certified. So this is a huge deal. So we've taken that sustainable vision, enhanced it to organic, and went even further to biodynamics. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to define both of those for listeners, because I think as far as most people get is organic is a term we throw around very sloppily, I might add. But in, in the world of wine, organic and biodynamic and sustainable are very important, and they are redefining an industry and you operating such a large number of vineyards and winemaking operations, you've invested hugely into this. So you, well, we you really, must truly believe in it. We really believe that not only we need to give back, I'm not sure I enjoy that sentence because we need to more importantly respect Mother Nature. It's not just about giving back. Mother Nature gives us everything we have. We live here in the wine world thanks to Mother Nature. Without her, her amazing soil, the climatology she provides, and the great plant, there's no wine. So it's not even about giving back, it's being respectful and very importantly listening to Mother Nature. She has a rhythm, she has a heart, she's a human being. And I say that with using the present progressive. She is doing to us an amazing favor to provide to us one of the most amazing fruit on earth, the most noble, the most aristocratic, the most elegant and refined, which is the grape. So in return, what we need to do is very importantly work within her guidelines, her rhythm. Nobody define an eight to five job. This is not how she works. Yes, you don't buck Mother Nature. You know? That's right. Yeah. And if we work symbiotically with her, this is where we all win because she is 24-7. The interaction she has between the galaxies, the sun, and obviously the moon is essential. Remember, the moon is 0.27 of the earth and the sun is 109 times bigger than the Earth. Within that space and galactical environment, you have the stars and a lot of different meteors and so forth. Okay. So the interaction of that triptych, Earth, Sun, and Moon, defines basically everything around us. So what we've decided to do besides organic, which means no pesticides, no herbicides, no synthetic products, so that's pretty easy to understand, none of that crap, forgive my French, 
Of that course. is French, is it not? Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And how could we, when Mother Nature has been existing before us, invent synthetic products to fight against what happens on Mother Nature when Mother Nature has her own equilibrium, her own balance that she figures out on her own? So by respecting her, she anyhow auto-regulates the system we live in. So what we decided to do, and Rudolf Steiner started that in the 1920s, is to go further and to use the lunar calendar as the guiding principle of the month and the quartile of the month, so four cycles a month, which defines what we do with Mother Nature and use, very importantly, Mother Nature to prevent illness which could happen in the vineyards. So we basically use nine key plants, yarrow, nettle, chamomile, vervinia, etc. We create tea composition that we spray in the vineyards and those preparations prevent illness to come. Okay, so since this is down-to-earth month in California, yes. I now need you to explain that in more down-to-earth terms, exactly how do you use those plants? How does that work? So we basically have them planted in our ecosystem, which means on different areas of the property. So if I roam around the vineyards, I'm going to find these plants. You're going to find those plants in a specific area. We're going to harvest them. How did you, first of all, discover which plants have the symbiotic relationship with the vines? Empirically and throughout centuries, those and every plants, if you use the human body, homeopathy, as simple as that, have certain allegation to your body. Vervinia, we know, calms you down. Chamomile appeases you and heals you, etc. Nettle helps your digestion. Right. So a lot of those plants basically have key essences that helps you as a human being and very similar to the earth. So Rudolf Steiner and Maria Thun are two individuals who help us to define the concoction, the tea preparation, basically the secret sauce that you need to spray on the vineyards in order to prevent. Right. So I've mentioned four, there's another five. We create exactly like a tea preparation. We add water to it and we go in the vineyard and spray it. That's enough. Okay, but what, now we're talking about the vineyards anything. that go on for miles. Yes. So how do we make enough tea to have this tea party? Well, I'm going to ask you, how enough do we create synthetic polluting products for miles that goes in the vineyards and well, triggers your allergies. It's much easier when you don't care about anything. That's you can right. make all you want. So right. we simply luckily realize that we need a set amount per acre. And in fact, you don't need as much because it's actually plants from the ecosystem that treats plants. So can you imagine how clever it is? We're using plants to treat plants to prevent illness from plants. And it works. And before we invented chemicals, this is the way it was When did you first done. decide as a grape grower as a wine grower that you believed this and that you were going to embrace this and this was going to be how you would run your operations. So I got very lucky, David, that I had amazing grandparents. And in fact, my grandmother, you know, taught me a ton on that subject. Really? She asked me, why do bees gravitate here? Why do we have insects? Why do we have worms in the earth? And how is that ecosystem working? And she was extremely much of a catalyst to invite me to be awake to those sensitivities and to be really into plants, treating plants. I remember doing gardening with her and having to shovel compost in order to bring the right organic materials, potassium, nitrogen, and so forth to the soil that was needed in order to bring the right balance to the earth. So grandparents, parents, quite involved in it. And then I decided 
besides that in 1998 that our vineyard should be fully organic and biodynamic. But more than organic, biodynamic, using the bio, the rhythm of nature and the lunar calendar as a guiding principle. Okay, to okay so hold that thought. We're talking to Jean-Charles Boisset, and we're talking about how you use what Mother Nature gives you to create the very best products wine-wise, take better care of the earth, actually give back, hopefully, more to the earth than what we even take from it. That's, I think, the ultimate goal. But there is one very important thing that matters more to everyone listening than almost anything else, and that is the issue of flavor. Because if it doesn't taste good, then what is the point of drinking wine? So we'll talk about that next when we return with Grape Encounters Radio and my special guest, Jean-Charles Boisset. Grape Encounters Radio. Wine talk as comfortable as an old pair of sneakers, which explains why it's got lots of soul. This segment of Grape Encounters is brought to you by my number one wine discovery of 2016, the awesome gold medal winning wines of the Cardello Winery. From the very first sip, you'll understand why these astounding, nicely priced Cardello wines are swiftly becoming a cult classic, just as I predicted. Handcrafted and stunning, you can get yours at CardellaWinery.com. That's CardellaWinery.com. Or find more information at GrapeEncounters.com. Wine is certainly not the key to happiness, but if you'll give us the key to your wine cellar, we'll spend a few hours double-checking that hypothesis. In the meantime, your grape encounter with David Wilson and his very happy-go-lucky friends continues. Back with Grape Encounters Radio, talking sustainability because it is down-to-earth month in California. You know what? I know what a lot of you think you say. Why are you always talking about California wines? Or at least, why do you talk about California wines so much? There's a simple answer to that, because it's what you drink out there. 90% of the wine that is domestically produced wine that is consumed in America comes from California, and it's made by amazing people like my very special guest today, Jean-Charles Boisset. We're at Raymond Vineyard, but there are many, many moving parts to the Boisset collection. And you're just making so many incredible wines, not just here, by the way, but also in France as well. Many operations there. I'm very interested in talking about French bubbles. Yes. Because I got a very interesting press release the other day about French bubbles, and that's what I'm drinking right now. Absolutely. Okay, clink. This is a true clink. Oh, Ooh la la. We did not fake that. Did you feel the resonance, all of you listening? Oh, look this at this magical have... vibrational moment we just lived. Look at this. I have wanted to see this bottle. Look at this. And it I'm passing this. to David this oh. bottle which has texture. This is non-vintage, right? Non-vintage. It's non-vintage. You've taken something that is sometimes considered to be stuffy, and you've made it just as elegant but friendly. Thank you. And this is it was that the intention? Be, yes. Haute Couture is the name, and this is wow, to look meant that. to be the ultimate style. We want you, as a person, as you are right now with your beautiful black shirt, to assert your style. And this is what you're doing. Look at this statement. This presentation is like a runway. It's like a fashion show. This is like holding fashion in your hands and tasting in your mouth the texture, the fabric of a beautiful evening dress. Can you feel it in your mouth? I can't talk with an evening dress in my mouth, but uh, I get the idea, yes. 
Feel the pearls. Oh, you know what I thought was amazing when I saw dancing on your palate. Feel the diamonds. Uh oh, he's wound up. Here we go. And feel your gums being turned into the hillsides of Burgundy. All right, I feel it. It's magical. I want to say hall- you have hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, you could say that. Right. I confess you, okay. my. Can son. I get a little? Uh, excuse me, Mr. Engineer. Can I have a little hallelujah chorus? All right. So, yeah, this is very interesting. This is a wonderful approach to bubbly because you are a bubbly expert, but yet you've brought it down to earth. And That's how, right. And you've brought it down to earth. And what a time to do it at Down to Earth Month. Well, indeed. So we used as our atelier, meaning our exploration, fantastic winery. We've used the entire region of France. So we said we want to make a method champenoise, you know, natural fermentation in the bottle for a minimum of 12 months. An amazing wine. So we've used the whole landscape as a fashion designer uses the world of texture and fabrics to compose a dress. We use the world of France to compose this amazing blend, specifically inspired, obviously, by Chardonnay for the Blanc and Pinot Noir for the Rosé. That's our inspiration. And the goal, as you could taste, was to have phenomenal thin bubbles, very elegant dancing on your palate as a runway, as a fashion show, and in your mind, a correlation to a lot of flavors, a lot of colors. We want to make sure that this is a very colorful dress, in a sense. So you have cassis, you have raspberry, you have strawberries, you have grosse, you have all those beautiful red fruit, and then as you drink the wine, you invade it by the power of the luscious velvet opulence of the wine. Oh my gosh. Do you feel it? Uh, I feel it. Do you sense it? I sense it. Is it all over you? It's not all over me. I'm wearing a bib. (laughs) (laughs) I have models dancing down my tongue. I can hardly speak. Anyway, let's get back to sustainability then. All right. And we were actually, when we left the last segment, we were talking about flavor, just starting to talk about flavor. And my question to you is this, if we are so concerned about making sure that we use only what mother nature intends for us to use in making wine, it would seem to me then that Mother Nature is in control of what the flavor is going to be, and we can guide it to a certain point, but not too far. How do we get the best flavors and still remain sustainable, biodynamic? Are you glad I asked this question? Phenomenal question. So we should all of us ask ourselves the question, do we just want to eat pills and be fed, or do we want to enjoy the aroma, the flavor, the texture, and the length of beautiful ingredients? For me, I know the answer is the latter. So luckily, Mother Nature has given us the privilege to enjoy her. And very fortunately, her balance is the ultimate. So for me, ultimate luxury, David, would be for us, and we'll do that today at lunch, enjoy a marvelous tomato full of flavors, a beautiful piece of cheese, an amazing white peach, a piece of bread, and a glass of wine. This is ultimate luxury of flavor. Why do I say that? The combination of all those comes one from Mother Nature, the other one from an animal. Obviously, a piece of cheese could come from goat, sheep, or cow, and could be really amazing. And the association of all of those is true flavors. And I really think that the physiology of taste is what the essence of the future needs to be. We need to absolutely defend what Mother Nature has to give us. She was created to provide to us the ultimate flavor. Let's not genetically modify it. I don't believe in that for Mother Nature. No, nor do I. But the question still remains, when we are wrestling with what Mother Nature wants the food to taste like versus what we would hope it to taste like, you know, we may not win that battle. 
Well, it's totally fine that people go through an evolution of taste. You know, if we want our society just to become salt and sugar, fine. If that's what we want, let's go that way. Okay. I want us to be true to the natural ingredients of Mother Nature. So I want this alchemy, this composition that is naturally created for us to be at play. And I want to be respectful of it. So I don't believe in chemicals in food. I don't believe in synthetic products. I don't believe in genetically modified agriculture. I've seen it all my life. And GMO happens to be partially an invention of the French. And I've seen the derivation of it. I've seen it even in vineyards, which is very yeah. dangerous for the future because you basically construct taste. So if we believe the society of the 22nd century will be just creating colors and taste, fine. I believe Mother Nature plays a much more important, satisfying role to be actually giving us the roots, the essence of who we are, which is going deep into the soil, into the land, into the sense of place. And I want to bring it back, David, to the definition of what we call terroir. Terroir has a word named terre, which is earth. Right which means the sense of place. And why Napa Valley is so unique? Because there's an amazing sense of place. In this place, more than in the middle of Kentucky or the middle of Missouri, is where we can produce amazing wine. The interrelationship between the earth, the soil, the climate, and the plant is ultimate. One plus one plus one equals ten, not three. Right. Therefore, this is where the ultimate Cabernet can be produced, right here where we are in Santa Lina or Rutherford. So we cannot fight what Mother Nature has created. We cannot modify it to create the ultimate luxury. Ultimate luxury is actually to work in synergy with Mother Nature, to be symbiotically tied up together and create the best of what both can be. Okay, so we're going to take a break, but when we come back, because we're going to be ending the show in just a few minutes, which I I know it breaks my so heart. It, it breaks my heart, but what I really want... I want to be with you more. <laughs> well, you can, but not this week. Anyway, how I want to end... I have to wait. I'm impatient. Ah, Jean-Charles, what I hope to do before we end is I'd like to know how you and your team work together to create wines that really reflect what you want to give back to your fellow man Thank and you. woman... Great question. But at the same time, you do this following Mother Nature's rules. And I might add, I wish this was television because you have rolled around the entire room here while we have done this show. I wish we had photographs of this. <laughs> it's amazing. We got to get a picture of this because this is just not right. Anyway, we'll be back with more Grape Encounters and Jean-Charles Boisset from Raymond Vineyards in the Napa Valley in California in a flash. But before we take a break, I really want to encourage you to check out the Wine Institute's website, which is discovercaliforniawines.com. And you will go there and you'll see all of the different wineries, winemakers, and other businesses that are doing amazing things for Down to Earth Month. And there will be things going on all over the state of California. It's a great time to come out and see and enjoy, you know, learning more about how wines are made, but how they're made in a really ultra-conscientious way. So definitely, you know, go on the website for the Wine Institute, discovercaliforniawines.com and learn all kinds of cool stuff. Sean Charles and I will be back in a flash. Did you know that you can visit us in person right in the heart of the Central Coast wine country of California? We can get you a special rate at one of our loveliest hotels, introduce you to some epic wines in person, help you chart out amazing self-guided winery tours, and tell you stories that we're not allowed to share on the radio. Okay, that last one was a stretch. 
You're just breaking yourself Robbing your own till And now, Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues If Mother Nature don't stop you Father Time sure will You never, ever know what you're going to get when you sit down with a couple of microphones and Jean-Charles Boisset. We are at the Raymond Vineyards, which is ground zero for the Boisset operation. I want to go back to the question that I posed just before we went to the break, and let me simplify it even more. Mother Nature has a palette that she has given you, all the tools that you could possibly want or need to make the best wines. And she's offered it to us. And she says, Jean-Charles, if you use chemicals, if you leave me in worse condition than you took me over in, you are in big trouble, pal. For sure. Right? So how do you do it? How do you get together with your team and make the greatest wines you possibly can knowing that you have all of the tools in the world, but you also have limitations? We as a team, a collection of great minds and people have very fortunately defined the level of energy we want to operate in. So we together have belief and understanding that this is what we want to do. We want to ultimately respect Mother Nature. We want to leave Mother Nature better than we receive it. And we want to embrace Mother Nature part of our rhythm. And our heart needs to beat with the energy of the soil. So we want what we do to be vibrational, to have a certain level of resonance to the earth and Mother Nature that is perfectly aligned with one another. But what does that look like? How do we put it in terms that even the most novice of one drinkers can understand. It's going to your own garden, whether it's a little display in your kitchen of simple herbs or going to your roses and listening to the energy of those plants, having a dialogue with them, having a willingness to enter into a relationship similar to a tree, similar to a plant, similar to a rose garden or similar to a, you know, simple as a tomato. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to keep pressing you. So how do I have that relationship? You establish it. You connect with it. And that connection with Mother Nature as one allows you not only to listen to her, to receive from her, and to offer in return to her the best that you have, which is non-intervention. Let it be, as the Beatles would say, let it be, let it be. The less you intervene, the better she gives the best of herself. So it's accompanying Mother Nature through own rhythm. She tells you what she needs when she needs it. You just need to be there at all time to listen, to anticipate, and therefore she will give the best. Have you ever noticed, Jean-Charles, that you meet people who say that they can't grow plants, they say they don't have a green thumb, and usually their life is kind of messed up? Have you ever noticed that? It's a very interesting thing. People who can't grow plants oftentimes are kind of screwed up. And I had this plant one time that I loved and then I let it all die. And then there was just one shoot left and I was going to throw it away. And then I started nursing it back and then it became the most wonderful plant. And then I started taking clippings from that plant and giving it to other people. And I made them promise that they would nurture that plant. And pretty soon this plant has completely taken over the world. And that is how grapes began. But it made me a better person. And it made the people who were kind of carrying the torch for me a little better. Well, and what did you do in that observation is you open your heart, you open your mind, you were ready to receive and to listen to what Mother Nature had to propose to you. Right. And that's what I would recommend to everybody listening today is we need to be great listeners. We need to 
be great receivers and we need to realize that everything on earth has a meaning. Why I love to call at Raymond Vineyards our two-acre demonstration ecosystem, we right. call it theater of nature. Why theater? We're all actors of Mother Nature. Whether it's an insect, whether it's a cow, whether it's a sheep, a horse, whether it's a bird, we all interacting, including fish, to create this amazing ecosystem we live in. We all have a purpose. We all have a meaning. We all have a sense of place. And we need in today's time to respect it, to be open-minded that right. we're not alone. And we're just a small little sliver within the timeline of time. And we all need to positively contribute to the most powerful force of this galaxy, which is the Earth. So this conversation began because we are talking about Down to Earth Month. In California, it's a very big deal. And by the way, I might add, it's a very big deal in other states that make wine too. It's not just California. This commitment to sustainability is important all over America. And we all individual and citizen of the world of this amazing planet. And you use the word down to earth. It's so important that we do understand that we need to caress the skin and embrace who we really are. We all contribute to this world and we all can be destructive of this world. Let's just be respectful. Let's be citizen of the world. Let's all embrace nature. Let's all be admirative of nature. Let's all be in awe of nature because nature is our inspiration and let's keep it as such. Well, you make such a good point because I think one of the differences between now and some years ago is the fact that we do do it because we feel that we're better for it, you know, for doing these things as opposed to we're being made to do it because, you know... David, I want to exactly leave yeah. you with one thought as well as all our guests is, you know, we're doing the obvious. When we think we're making an effort to be organic, yeah. biodynamic, or sustainable, are we joking with our own selves and we use that as a marketing example to be different where it should be the norm I think it's the biggest joke of the century when we use sustainability organic or biodynamic as a reason to be different when we should all do it it's not even a, for me a question using synthetic chemicals to treat our soil is bad not only for the soil but for you we know it how could we pursue in that direction so I'm a little more extreme saying how could we even question the obvious. Wow, that's a good place to leave it. So I do want to say this, that please, you want to visit BoisseCollection.com B-O-I-S-S-E-T How'd you know I was going to ask that question? I felt your word. It's BoisseCollection.com Yes, or RaymondVineyards.com or TheaterOfNature.org And I just want to leave us with another idea, David. Okay. It's not just about a month. There's no given time for nature. Nature as I said earlier, 365 days a year as we defined it, 24-7. We need to do that consistently. So it shouldn't be an effort. It should be a given. It shouldn't be an assignment. It should be a reason to be. And let's not forget the raison d'être of why we're here is to make this place a better place and to have a positive impact on Mother Nature, not the opposite. Ah, couldn't be said better. And as for me, I'm just going to encourage all of you to not only check out those websites, but go out today and go buy yourself a plant and start taking care of it. You'll find that you'll also start taking better care of yourself. Maybe we should start selling organic little mini bonsai rootstock so people could live <laughs> with us okay. in that sense. All right. Hey, that's going to do 
it for Grape Encounters today. Sean Charles, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, David. Did you have fun? I loved it, and you helped me to think about a lot of things. I got five new ideas that I want to make sure we pursue and we showcase to all our wineries so people become aware of who we are, what we are as individual and collectively at large. Okay, I will um, leave it at that, and we will see you all back here at this wonderful radio station next week at the same time. Actually, don't come here at this time. Come here an hour before this time because the show would be over if you come at this time. We'll see you next week. Keep listening to David. David.